If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You know who it is, Big Loon. We got Trap Lord Ross today. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. You know, it's a lot of information to be spoken about. Um, it's a lot of game to be had. He's been instrumental in a bunch of things that I've took a liking to. Um, but I do think that there's some pushback that needs to be had. This dude is a content creator um, of the highest form, right? Uh, on Over the last couple of days, uh, they've been kind of mashing him up with 1090 Jake. He's a little different than Jake, though. He he actually is a content creator. like, um, And I'll get to some of his um, his way of coming into coach and how he got here and, and, and all of that. But it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great conversation. Um, he's been welcoming to, to all questions. 
and all criticism, and he's been able to sit with people like academics, um, King Von's old manager, uh, Adam22. A lot of those people I've had on my platform as well, but you know I'm Big Loon. So for those of you that's new around here, which I don't know of anyone that has not saw uh, my face, I, I, I'm the dude that is taking over. Right when we talk about podcasting, I'm the guy that went and got a couple of deals. I did little babies rollout, money bag yo rollout. So I'm one of the biggest, you know. Um, and also the real ones check in with me. So if you guys got questions, if you guys want to interact with the conversation, um, it's definitely a situation where we're gonna we're gonna definitely let you guys in on it. So. I am here. What's going on, my guy? What's good, man? Good to uh, good to connect. Good to be here. Finally, sorry, uh, sorry, it took me so long to uh, to settle and and get to you, but I'm here now. I'm excited to talk, man. It's all good, man. I, I've been seeing you making your rounds, so I know you've been a busy guy after that King Von thing came out. So I know how that works, definitely. Yeah, that it was crazy, man. Because you know I, I've been doing this for a few years, but I never had uh, I never had attention on this level. You know, I had a lot of different people. Uh, asking me for for interviews for appearances for debates so it's been a lot to handle but um i got a shout out adam 22 man because he told me i got to check in with you he said i gotta make sure that this one happens so that's my you know i mean i'm here yeah that's my guy adam that's my that's my guy man I, I went out there and dealt with adam we we talk behind the scenes all the time adam's running a multi-million dollar business i'm running a multi-million dollar business so we we talk all the time about those things shout out adam shout out no jumper he's been He's hey, he's had it rough here lately. It's it's been up and down for him, man. You know, I I I think it's been uh, it's like you say, you know, it's tough. You know, I, I'm not a I'm not a multi million dollar business yet, but you know, what I'm saying I'm I'm still grinding. I'm coming a long way over the last few months, but I I look up to Adam a lot, and uh, you know, I can tell that his operation there's a lot going on. You know, a lot of people to keep happy. So I know it's been a tough, tough, uh, tough situation for him the past few months. But you know, what yeah. I mean, I, I got love for Adam. I got love for all of the guys that. You know, we're on no jumper and aren't anymore. Um, you know, it was really sad to kind of see that that breakup happen. But you know, what I'm saying I love all those guys and I know they're going to keep winning. So yeah, yeah, them you know, my it's... guys, AD, them, 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 my guys, Adam, my guy. You know, it's business at the end of the day. You know, me and Adam talked the other day. I said, "Yo, you took a hit, but he just got to basically find his chicken sandwich." You know, like Popeyes, like the menu was the menu, but when they introduced that chicken sandwich, the line was wrapped around the building. So now he has to just figure out what that is to his audience and i believe he has an opportunity to do so so it'll just be it'll just be a a process of finding what that new niche is he may have to walk completely away from you know what he was doing at first with those guys right and just try to plug more people in he may have to kind of re you know reimagine what he wants to do on camera you know what i'm saying yeah, well, you know, I think what's good is that he seems to have, you know, checked in with some new interesting people. You know, I, I think he's got Court, Brick Baby. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of Brick Baby, and I think he's great on camera. So, uh, you know, what I'm saying it's, it's 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 a good opportunity for new talent to come through. You know, I'm still watching uh still watching back on Fig Community, but you know, new talent on No Jump is interesting too, man. So it's uh it's kind of good to see what's going on. Obviously, it's tough, but hell, man, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of podcast beefs over the year. You you know, uh, the the big whole Joe Budden breakup yeah. was obviously a big thing I was into at the time. 
So, yeah, it ain't easy running a podcast out here. That's where I got on you from. And I want my audience to know because I know they want me to like. And we're going to have some conversations about all of the King Von and some of that shit. But I I know they want me to get them, Loon. Like, talk to them (laughs) about this shit, Loon, because you the guy. And, And we'll get to talk about it. But I do want people to know that I do respect what you do. Right. I I saw I remember when I first saw you on the Joe Button uh, podcast breakup. I said, oh, this dude, I actually uh, pitched you to to a big company um, and I just didn't reach out to you just yet. But but I'll talk to you behind the scenes about a few things. But, you know, the way you do that documentary style thing is just I really appreciate that. Right. I want you to know that. And that's before the King Vaughn thing. Now, the King Vaughn thing. It sent waves through the culture because yeah, I, I I wasn't expecting it to be yeah. honest. It was it was a it was more than I was I was bargaining for. I know it. Tell me tell me your your upbringing before we get to all of that stuff. Tell the people where you from, um, how you were born and raised, things like that. Yeah, man, I, I'm happy to talk about that. So I, I was born in London, or sort of like a an area that's sort of the, of the south of London. Some people say it's not London. Some people say it is, but uh, it's an area called Croydon which is kind of, uh, you know, it's got a little bit of a reputation. But, um, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, I, I lived there till I was about five or six. And then uh, my family relocated to a very small town uh, on the south coast of England. You, you probably never heard of this town, but it's a town called Bognor Regis. It's a very small town. It's by the seaside, by the beach. Um, you know, I'll be honest, it's, it's not a very diverse town. You know, it's, it's sort of a, a very kind of simple British people not to disrespect them, but it's, you know, it's a small town, you know, small, uh, small opportunities, not a lot going on there. But um, the funny thing is, man, you know, I, I grew up loving hip hop and where I'm from, it's not a very hip hop place. You know, where in, in the UK, you know, London's really the big place for hip hop. But I moved out of London when I was very young. But fortunately, I grew up just when the internet was really kind of hitting. And so I was a young kid, you know, <clears throat> nine, 10 years old on the internet, downloading music, listening to people like Jay-Z, 50 Cent, Eminem. And, you know, my parents didn't understand. I had two older brothers that were super into hip-hop. And uh, really, I was just like an internet baby, you know. I was I was kind of getting raised by rappers on the internet, listening to all of these stories, you know, the success, the danger, the lifestyle, the ups and downs. Like I say, people like Jay-Z, you know, listening to his story coming from the Marcy Projects. Uh, where I was growing up at the time, was just you know is the complete opposite you know uh, uh, no pun intended but it was black and white day and night what i was living to what i was hearing in these songs about people like jay-z the dmx uh eminem it was it was fascinating to me honestly and i, I was just in love with hip-hop you know i didn't have many friends that liked hip-hop but uh, like i said i grew up in a very small boring town you know not much happened you know there wasn't there wasn't much going on uh, so what, what would you from. say what would you say because i know your love from hip-hop is is there i think a lot of people share that across the world right hip-hop is just such a magnet right it's is mm. it's something that draws people to it um but it's our culture right so where do you, where mm. did you gain your understanding of it not your love for it but your understanding because that's mm. a little different and that's when you get into the weeds right your love for it could have you speak on something that you may not understand so now we mm. got to figure out where the understanding of hip hop and that culture comes from seeing that you did grow up in an area that really didn't have uh all all of what we've been through right mm-hmm. like me did you ever did you ever um 
do backwards flips on mattresses or play football up the, the, the hill or knick knock or do you even know what knick knock is or like you know some of these things what our culture grew up in it's like where did where did you get your understanding of it was it through the music is knick knock is that like when you knock on the door and run away yes. type, type shit yes in in the uk in the uk we call that knock down ginger okay so it's different I, I different verbiage yeah yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, man, you know, it, it, like I say, you know, it begun with the music and really it was, you know, it was another world to me, I'll be honest, you know, and I think you make a good point. You know, I understand, I understood the music, but I didn't understand the culture, you know, I'd never, uh, I'd never been to some of the places I was hearing about in this music. It was only through the internet, you know, listening to them, listening to the songs and like reading the lyrics, you know, when you get like a, Back in the day, you'd get a CD, you'd actually buy an album, you know, like the blueprint or something on CD. And sometimes you might have or, or on vinyl and it might have all the lyrics, you know, in the booklet or stuff like that. You know, and I would really study hip hop and the rappers that I was into and, and honestly, just the details, you know, and it, it, for me, I think it was actually like a case that I kind of knew I didn't have that cultural understanding of the music. And I was really just trying to learn as much as I possibly could. You know, I think I, I was always just really hungry and thirsty to know about hip hop like these artists were inspiring me and uh you know i wanted to learn more about jay-z's past i wanted to know what what's it like in new york you know what is the marcy projects like what what's the history of these places like and really just between listening to the music you know doing research on the internet that type of thing you know i just i was just obsessed with hip-hop uh, and these rappers that i idolized and then over the years you know i just learned more about it and, uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting uh, transition because when I was 18, I, I moved to London. I kind of moved back to like the center of London. And, you know, London's interesting because, you know, unlike where I grew up, you know, London is, is very multicultural. You've got a lot of people from different backgrounds, you know, black, Asian, um, you know, obviously there's a big Asian sort of uh, community in, in the UK. You know, people of Indian and Pakistani descent, especially as well, like Afro-Caribbean people from, you know, different areas, different countries in Africa and stuff like that. So it, it was interesting for me. I kind of moved back to London and, you know, I'll, I'll just be real with you. You know, I came from a place that was very white. You know, there weren't really many black people growing up where I grew up. You know, we probably had like one black dude in our school, realistically. And, uh, you know, when I moved to London, it was just more multicultural. You know, I would like to think of myself as pretty open minded, you know, the rappers and the people i idolized growing up a lot of successful so black how, how men. can you be open-minded if you didn't grow up around us like how do you yeah, develop yeah. that it's an interesting one because i think for me because i listen to so much hip-hop music i think i was just open-minded to black culture in general it wasn't necessarily just hip-hop music like black comedians too i used to love deaf comedy jam dave Chappelle, like way back you know before obviously Chappelle was always big but like where he's at now you know when I was a kid it was like early Chappelle show he was doing like live at the Fillmore deaf comedy jam and I guess I was just really I just liked black culture I just I found black comedians funny and I found a lot of white comedians not as funny or I just it, it's funny because it's like I can't really say I related to it more because I didn't live that experience but at the same time you know all I would listen to is hip-hop music I didn't relate to the to make pop music that my friends were listening to at school. I, I couldn't get into it. I didn't like it. I wanted to listen to Jay-Z. I wanted to listen to DMX. I wanted to listen to Nas. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I guess it's just a case of like that. I, I would probably say there were racist people, you know, where I grew up. It is a very white, closed-minded yeah, place. What that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, okay, so let's focus on the words, right? Because you say that, yo, I was open-minded, but where I'm from, it racist people. 
And mm. so at some point you want us to believe that you're the only one that came out of there without the races on them. You see what I'm saying? Now, I don't yeah, know, yeah. I'm, but I, but for the sake of conversation, we got to have a conversation. If you come mm. from a place where it's mostly it's one black dude in the school, how do you get from that to speaking on black culture? And then number two, my second question would be, Let's focus on the words of open-minded or infatuated. Were you just infatuated with culture? Because I was infatuated with my own culture as a youngster. Like you say, Def Comedy Jam, the rap stuff. But for you to be open-minded would kind of speak to an understanding. You see what I'm saying? Open-minded doesn't speak to um, engaging with or like listening to or, you know, seeking after. It, it kind of mm-hmm. open-minded, in my opinion, speaks to uh, understanding of of that culture so help me with those two questions yeah i guess the way i see it is it's just like you know i gained a lot of understanding and, and knowledge about hip-hop through listening to hip-hop music it was the only genre that i wanted to listen to you know i think and it, I, you know i don't think it's necessarily fair to say if i'm from an area that's like predominantly white and there are a lot of racist people that that necessarily makes me racist you know i left that area i moved to london it doesn't make you, you racist but you do come from you know, your environment does dictate your outlook, right? And and it's hard for me to believe that you can come from a place where you see no black people at all and not that you're racist, right? I don't want to say you're racist because I don't think you're racist. I really believe you, you, you enjoy our culture. But I think your understanding of some things that happen in the culture can be off a little bit. And that's why we're going to have a conversation to kind of see where we live at. Like what what can we do to either figure out oh yeah fuck i didn't think about that or no i thought about that but this is just how i look at it right so i'm thinking when you come from and i don't want to hang up on this a lot but if you come from a place where you see one black person right first of all how did you discover hip-hop was it the internet yeah so first off let me just jump back i I think i just want to make it clear like i don't necessarily really agree with that premise as far as like if you're from an area that is say predominantly white that you're going to be racist you know for example like if you come from an area that's high crime that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a criminal you know what i'm saying so but you, I don't won't, think you, you can, won't see you can crim- judge the person ahead, by sorry. their environment they're from if you get what i'm saying so it's kind of like you know i i just I... if you're looking for the most epic place on earth let's start at the base of a massive waterfall then trek through the thick jungle then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop then once you get there Keep going, because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. 
That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. I just want to make it clear, like, I don't think that me being from an area that's predominantly white necessarily should should lead to like an assumption being made about the type of person I am. You know, I want to be judged on my actions and the content of my character rather than where I'm from or the color of my skin, you know? You will be. What, what I'm saying is I'm not speaking to your behavior. I'm speaking to your understanding. So I'm speaking to if I grow up in a house where domestic violence is prevalent, when I come mm. outside of that home, I don't see that as abnormal. I don't see when I see a man fight a woman, I don't see that as abnormal because that's all I saw growing up. So I'm speaking about your understanding, not your behavior. You're talking to me about your behavior. I'm talking about if I come from a place where I've seen no bugs all my life and then I come in your house and see a bug, I'm going to react in a certain way because I have no understanding of it. It's going to be like, oh, what the fuck is that? I never grew up. I've never seen that. Oh, how nasty are y'all to have those? What the fuck is that? Like, it could be something that caused that. It could be your neighbors. It could be your neighbors are nasty to cause that bug. I have no understanding on bugs at all. So all I know is I've never saw it. So I was, I'm more so speaking about your behavior. I mean, your understanding, not your behavior. Cause again, I want to say that you look at our culture and you, you, you enjoy it. You participate in it. Like I'm telling you, I've watched your content, bro. You, you bust raps. Like you're not just some guy who 
you know, is just flavorless and just jumped into this. Right. But your understanding is what what, what we just going to live at a second. But to that, what do you say? Because, again, I'm speaking of understanding, not behavior. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing thing that I think I think it's really clear to, like, try and communicate is, you know, the environment that I grew up in, maybe that was predominantly white. I didn't feel like I fit in. Not that I identify as black or something crazy like that. But all the artists that I was listening to were not all of them because you've got plenty of, you know, successful, good white artists that I was listening to growing up, people like Eminem or, you know, other other kind of white rappers that were popular. But the people I idolized were predominantly black. You know, I was a young white guy in a predominantly white area, but the posters on my wall were successful black men that I looked up to and idolized. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't have that experience. I didn't grow up in an area that, you know, I, I didn't grow up in a predominantly black area with some of the maybe for example the socioeconomic problems that you know might go on in some of those areas traditionally right so i'll i'll throw i'll be the first to throw my hands up and say i haven't been through that struggle but for me i think as a youngster when i wasn't in that sort of area i think the music was like a window for me to understand black people and the black struggle you know i i, I don't pretend that like i know what it was like to grow up in the marcy projects but i think listening to you know nothing but jay-z songs growing up it gave me that sympathy and then you know I, I knew black people growing up. I would never be judgmental of someone based on the color of their skin, even though maybe at school, you know, there were racist people at my school. And, you know, I, I didn't fuck with that. But once I became an adult and I turned 18, you know, I moved to London. As I was saying a minute ago, London was very multicultural. You know, I began to make friends with a lot of black people. And, and what I actually ended up doing when I was in London as, as a job is, you know, I started making music videos and, and making music videos for rappers, you know, the I guess the majority of the the artists that I shot music videos with were black, but you know, I I never I never met black people with a, a closed-minded uh, 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 perspective. You know, I was always just in love with hip hop music. If I met somebody that was black, white, Indian that also loved hip hop music, we had a connection. We had something to talk about. I, I can't say that you know I grew up in the tough areas. And or, and, or and I want to be hood, clear but... too, Trap, is that when I say us. And this is what I'm saying about your understanding even of our culture is a little off. Mm. Because I'm a rich black man, right? So when I say black men, I don't we don't need sympathy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. There's no like all of us ain't come from or or all of our circumstances are not in a place where people need to sympathize for us or you know be be um like we're some sort of victims. Like we're, we, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I know you say it gave you a window into listening to Jay Z gave you a window into black culture, so you can kind of sympathize. First of all, a lot of the rap shit is fake. A lot of the talking from raps, and I know from outside of the culture, y'all, don't, you, you may not get that. Oh, that's what I want to say. Let me go back. We'll get to that in a second. Um, when I say hip hop, or when I say the tough area, when I say our culture, I'm not talking about just a criminal element, right? That's why I was talking to you about maybe barbecues or, you know, football up the hill or maybe cookouts or, you know, just other things that, that we do in our culture that lends us that understanding, even when we talk to each other. Like, in my neighborhood, I don't play like this, but in my neighborhood, for some strange reason, they talk to each other and they'll say, bitch, what are you doing, bitch? Bitch, how you, bitch, what you got? Like, if 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 a police officer or someone is listening to that, that sounds violent. When that's not even that, you have to be of the culture to understand how they can use a word like that to each other, and it's not causing that level of violence. You can't get that through hip hop. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That, and I mean, when I say mm-hmm. culture, it's not just music. 
it's fashion, it's jargon, it's lifestyle, mm. it's it's even and it's, it, it is it is some hardship. It is some what we've been through, right? I talk like this, I walk like this because of what I've been through, you know. And so mm. it's more than just hip hop that makes us what we are. And so I'm trying to help you get a real window into the culture because hip hop mm. is just a little bitty facet. Of our culture and when you're dealing with our rappers You're dealing with more than a hip hop artist You're dealing with a young black man from our culture You mm. see what I'm saying And I know sometimes from the outside It's just oh another rapper blew up Another rapper it's like no He's speaking culture language He's saying some culture shit Whether it's right or wrong And how you mm. um, How you uh, interpret it Is what we want to talk about a little later But you know To that what do you say well, you know, I think it's interesting because I think if we go back to like what I said at the start, you know, it's not just about hip hop. Like I say, you know, I grew up just into things that I guess would be seen as black culture. You know, it's not just hip hop. Like I say, I, I grew up watching comedy, like Def Comedy Jam. People That's like us. That's DL, black culture. DL, yeah. DL Hughley, Dave Chappelle. And I think, you know, it's it's almost like I, I get I actually got, you know, everything you just said, I agreed with, to be honest. Like, I think for me, it's, it's not necessarily I, I don't feel like I've really got something to prove as far as like, you know, my affinity with black people you know at the end of the day i think i'm just this weird white dude that grew up in a very white area but i listen to nothing but hip-hop you know listen to nothing but black comedians black people i find successful even beyond that you know i, I remember growing up and i uh, saw seeing the the malcolm x film and just being so inspired by this amazing you know powerful black man that kind of overcome his adversity and as i said before like really I just grew up having a lot of black people as my heroes and people I really admired. Now, does that mean that I had the black experience? You know, no, and I, I don't claim to have had that. And like I said, I kind of agree with everything you just said, to be honest. But I really what I'm trying to say is just it's like I really mean no harm. Like and I don't claim to be like an expert of black culture or black people like, m you know, my topic area on my channel is hip hop, hip hop music, rappers, that stuff I'm interested in. And realistically, like when it comes to that stuff, you know, I do have a good knowledge. You know, it's all it's it's. We're talking 25 years plus of just me listening to nothing but hip hop and like learning about hip hop, learning about the lyrics. I don't claim to be like some sort of a black culture expert, but at the same time, I kind of, you know, I grew up on that stuff, even though I wasn't from that area. So I'm kind of a messed up, weird, random dude. I really am not trying to claim to be anything I'm not. And, uh, you know, I really don't mean to offend anybody with the things I say or the things I put across. And, and I'm quite open-minded, man. And, and so, I, don't, you know, I don't necessarily, right, with the King Vaughn thing, and that's what I'm saying, right mm. before the King Vaughn thing, I'm literally in building saying, look, I need to hire this guy. Like, give me a, I need to hire this guy. I got some things I want to do with, with this guy. I like how he does it. I want to pitch him some things and let him kind of get it together, and then we bring it back to the network. Like, I was... And then the King Von thing happened. But before King mm -hmm. Von, let's go back. I still want to know how you got on yeah. to Jay-Z. If nobody around you is yeah. listening to it, how it crept into your Rolodex. Well, that, that's the thing. So uh, to be fair, so I had two older brothers, right? And bear in mind, so I moved to from London, South London to like Croydon from when I was about five or six years old, right? So my older brothers, they were like, I don't know the exact, like six and 10 years older than me. So they grew up in London, right? So they were more urbanized as far as like living in the city, living in a much more multicultural area. So they were into like a lot more diverse range of things, not just hip hop, but they liked hip hop. They had a few hip hop records. They were into skateboarding, surfing, just more shit that was more city type stuff. And for me, 
I think it's just the hip hop's the thing I latched onto. You know, I had an older brother that he would make hip hop beats. You know, we moved from London to this kind of small town. There was nothing going on. And, you know, my brother would mess around on Logic making beats. And I, I thought that was really cool. You know, I would steal his records and, like I say, listen to my Jay-Z, listen to my... You know, these up here, I don't know if you know these, this is the, like, Ruckus Records kind of collection. Yeah, I seen all um, that back there. Yeah, that's dope. And, and these, these are some of the first records that I ever had of, like, these are records that I stole from my older brothers and were spinning, like, Pharaoh Monch, Eminem, like, early stuff. And I'd have been so... The, 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 I think that series is, like, 99, 2000. So, you know, we're talking, like, I'd be, like, seven or eight discovering this stuff for the first time. So... I guess I, I would give it to my older brothers. You know, I, I had an older brother that used to make rap beats. Uh, my other brother, you know, he, there was a period of time when he was trying to kind of make it as a rapper and, and releasing songs and pressing records. And I was just super inspired by them and sort of the rappers that I was listening to, really. So it, in a way, I guess it's sort of like my older brothers having some hip hop records around. But like they were kind of, they, they were into that shit. But I really just got obsessive and just took it to a whole other level. I, I didn't want to play football. I didn't want to surf or skateboard. I just wanted to listen to to hip hop all day. And like, you know, I was, I was when I was a little kid, even like I was a young kid, like nine years old, trying to rap. Like I had my little raps in school mm. and people were like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what is this? But I just loved it. I just thought that was so cool. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to be. And I guess, yeah, it's partly like my older brothers, partly the internet, because I once I got these records and I kind of got into hip hop and then the internet was around, I was just you know looking up all these artists downloading their whole catalog let me listen to the you know discovered eminem and jay-z let me listen to every song they've ever made every remix they've ever done that's i was just sat there doing that all day and that's how i kind of built up this hip-hop knowledge kind of by accident but that's where that knowledge came from and then many years later you know i i tried to get into the industry i wanted to be a video director for rappers so i was kind of working with just lo local rappers and rappers that i met in london to like shoot their videos and try and help promote their careers and stuff and, uh, you know, I just wanted to be close to hip hop. I, I Honestly, at the time, I never really would have even imagined I'd have ended up doing what I do now. But, you know, things just kind of unfolded in a weird way. But, yeah, it's just it just all came from the music and, and just being a kid, just loving hip hop, really. And, and you know what? You, you got onto the music early and, and I can hear that. Right. I want to know um, when did you get into the content part of it? Like. Not necessarily the music, but hey, I think I know enough about this stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something, right? When when did you get there? See, that's an interesting story, right? So I, this it's just a funny one. It might not be what you expect, but um, so I moved to London when I was like 18. You know, I was studying, making music videos for rappers. It was kind of like just I, I was trying a lot of different stuff, and uh, I actually started doing stand up comedy. So you know, I was going around in London, like going to these nightclubs because. As well as rappers like people like Dave Chappelle, I looked up to comedians too, like a lot of comedians um, that I just thought were dope. So I wanted to give that a try. So I got into the open mic circuit in London and started doing a bit of stand up comedy. And it was, you know, I'm saying I was doing it a bit, but I wasn't really going anywhere. And then I kind of started getting into to making uh, YouTube videos. So I was making more like comedy sketches, like with my friends, you know, I, I, I kind of like, so I, I got a homie that I knew from Brixton, which you know well-known spot in south london but um you know my me and my homie satonye we knew each other from doing stand-up comedy and we just started doing these sketches and you know some of the content we made sort of almost had uh this element of like you know he was a, a young black guy from brixton um you know he's he's half nigerian half jamaican and i'm sort of this nerdy white guy from the south of england but i am obsessed with hip-hop so we did a few like comedy sketches of like kind of almost that that thing almost like a black guy and a white guy 
living life in a different way like we, me and him did this comedy sketch where he took me to like the nigerian food spot and he's eating with his hands and like i don't know how to how to yeah, eat yeah, the food yeah. and shit right and so like me and my homies were just doing stuff like this no one was we were getting no views like it wasn't going right. anywhere but we were just trying to do this whole comedy thing like you know my, my pal satonye he's a great guy shout out to him you know he was he was another person super inspired by people like dave Chappelle, um you know other great black comedians and he was kind of doing his stand-up thing. And me and him, we were just trying to make it, basically. Like, running around London, trying to make it in the content game. And the funny thing is, you know, YouTube just wasn't going anywhere for me. But I just kept trying. Like, every year, I would just be like, let me do another sketch. Let me do a reaction video. And over time, I, I started doing a few videos that were hip-hop related. But it was kind of more UK stuff, funnily enough. Like, you know, I don't know if you know Skepta. Sort of the big, you know, the big grime rapper in the UK. He's one of the biggest guys in the UK. But, like... You know, I, I did a few reactions to like he would drop a new music video. I'd sort of react to Skepta's music video. But again, I, I wasn't really getting views like it wasn't going anywhere. But I just kept doing it because it was fun. Um, you know, there's a big rapper in the UK called Russ. Um, not the American Russ. But we've got our own Russ. He, he's fire. Shout out to him. But, um, you know, I did, a, I did a video where I kind of broke down the history of like one of his music videos. And like he, he had this Lamborghini in his video. And I sort of told the story of how he got this Lamborghini. And it didn't really go anywhere but that was like the first video i did that kind of had like some structure and sort of told the rap story and i was i didn't really i didn't really rock with it i didn't think it was that good a video but i had another homie that was doing videos uh youtube videos sort of more like history type stuff and you know people that know me in real life know that i'm obsessed with hip-hop like i'm the guy at a party trying to tell someone a hip-hop story or like if there's a song I'm, i'm trying to be like oh you know like did you know this about this song? Like, did you know Jay-Z like sold a million records of this album or this this happened or that happened? Or like, Gucci, like, did you know Gucci Mane beat a murder case? I was that guy. And my homie just said to me, like, well, you know, why don't you take some of those stories that you're always telling people and do it in the video, like your Russ video? And it's kind of funny because at the time, I literally, I said to the guy, I was like, I don't think people are going to rock with this this nerdy white guy with glasses talking about these, you know, real ass hip hop stories. And I kind of put it off. And then eventually I, I just said, you know what, let me make a story. Let me make a, a hip hop history video, see how that goes. And uh, I did the video about how Jay-Z shot his brother when he was 12 and just kind of telling that story. You know, I, that was just the story that really stood out to me of, you know, hearing those lyrics when I was a kid and thinking, wow, you know, that's that's crazy. That's a, that's a circumstance like shooting your brother when you're just 12. Like that was something completely out of my conception. And, and it was an interesting story. And I made that video and, you know, that video ended up performing better than anything I had ever done. Um, and I just kind of was like, damn, like it was the opposite of what I expected. You know, I was I was kind of surprised people were even interested. And from there, I just kept going. You know, I started doing videos on all kinds of different topics. You know, I did a video on Frank Ocean and how he kind of finessed the record label for $20 million, sort of when he did his album um, to get out of his deal with Def Jam. You know, I did a story about how Jay-Z and R. Kelly had beef. Uh, I did a breakdown of like R. Kelly's whole case. You know, I did a breakdown of the situation with Young Thug and Lil Wayne having a beef. And it just slowly, like, I, I was just doing the stuff that I was interested in, stuff that was in the news at the time. And it just slowly, slowly started building up. And, uh, you know, the like I said, I think it was that Frank Ocean video about how he kind of... The, the, yeah, that, that was the first thing I got that got like a million views. And to be honest, that was just, you know, that that was really mind-blowing to me, like... I'd never even I would have never thought I could get do a video with a million views you know everything I'd done up until that point we're talking like 50 100 views maybe right. so that was like 
you know, that was very eye-opening for me. But that's the story of how it kind of came to be. And really. then so that reward of the million views said, hey, let's stick here. I mean, because I'm in content. I know what it's like when everybody's posting me and all this shit's going crazy. My phone's going like it, it, it sends off shit in your head. It's like a reward, man. This shit is it's almost I can only imagine what rappers feel like when they go on the stage and everybody's screaming and hollering and shit. It's just like that's why mm. they chase it. That's why you you see them mm. at some point start to make bad decisions because I want that feeling back, man. You know, mm. and us as content creators, we got to be careful that we're not somewhat chasing that same that same ghost and and trying to um, sensationalize some of these things. When, when did you when did you find you? Do, would you say you're you are infatuated with King Von? I. I'll be honest, I, I would. And I think a lot of people are. You know, I think King Von is an artist that captivated a lot of people. You know, when Von was alive, you know, and he was really on the run of his success, you know, releasing his mixtapes back to back, quickly becoming one of the biggest artists in the game. I think a lot of people became obsessed with Von because he was a great artist and he had a fascinating story. And I probably would say that I'm, I, I don't think I'm obsessed with him in a sort of twisted, creepy, uh, you know, king von tattoo on my on my face kind of way but he was definitely one of my favorite artists he was somebody that his backstory was just insane to me you know he he had so many lyrics saying i've i've got seven bodies i'm about to catch another one you know i was listening to this guy and he was so good at rapping and i was just listening to these lyrics thinking how can this be like this can't be true this guy is so cold on the mic he's saying he's killed all the ops he's saying he's killed seven people and he's got charting on billboard like how is this how is this possible and I, I probably did i probably did get a little bit obsessed with with his music and and his story to be honest yeah and, and would you say obsession is not healthy probably not no and and you know what i would say that in general i think you know i i, I don't want to i don't want to i mean i look i can throw my hands up and say i i think I think I probably, uh, even before I made the video, I think I was obsessed with King Von's music because there was a time when all I wanted to listen to was Von. I didn't want to listen to nobody else because uh, Von was the realest, the rawest, the coldest rapper, had the best beats. All I wanted to listen to was Von. And that was probably before I'd even done a video about him, you know, back in 2020. Because I, I did. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal 
and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Bear in mind, I did three videos on Vaughn while he was alive. And, uh, you know, at the time, you know, that's a whole other story. But, like, that was a time when I think Vaughn was really the trending topic in hip-hop. He was the guy. Now, so, let, let's, let's, let's go back a little bit. So, all right, King, you, so you're saying that you do, you would say that you have some sort of obsession with King Vaughn. Now, when, when you went to reporting on King Vaughn, do you think your obsession, the obsession of the, because to me, what I'm hearing from you, right, from my side, because I've been involved in everything this culture has to offer, from from the dope game to the criminal shit to the jail to the month, whatever this culture has, I've, I've endured it, right? So when I'm speaking to you, I don't hear hip hop. I hear you obsessed with our criminal, with the criminal aspect of the culture. It's almost like that's what draws you in. Have you ever been in a fight? Have you had fights and stabbings? Have you shot somebody or been shot at? Or do you know any of that kind of stuff? Uh, so, okay, let me just, I'll, I'll answer yes. all those questions. I would say, I, you know, I would disagree that I'm obsessed with the criminality side of it. You know, I think the thing that got me interested in Vaughn to begin with was the music. You know, it's always the music. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't go looking for just like, random shootings and then like hope that somebody is a rapper well hold it. up you know, whoa, 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 trap you said that okay. the, the lyric that stuck out to you from jay-z was that he shot his brother that's the that's literally one of the first things you said that stuck out to you wow he shot his brother that that's I, i'm telling you i'm a listener so i'm not someone that's just gonna say these things as a i got your moment i'm not into that 
Right. We having conversation. I'm li- literally listening to what you're saying. So you said, hey, yo, the Jay-Z thing. Right. Jay-Z, man, he was such a lyrical guy. But what really got me, he had to shoot his brother. And I got to thinking. But uh, I, I, what I would say is that I am obsessed with Jay-Z, but I was already a fan of Jay-Z for years before I made that video and, and before I you know, covered that story. But like, I've covered a lot of Jay-Z stories. You know, I bear in mind, I've got a video about how Jay-Z cut his deals in his, you know, his alcohol businesses to become a billionaire. Like, I'm I'm also obsessed with Jay-Z. I'm probably as obsessed with Jay-Z as I am with King Von. So let me ask you this. I think Jay-Z. How different rapping wise is King Von Mm. from Jay-Z? Because if you like King, if you like Jay-Z style, Mm. him and King Von are day and night. So the only thing they have in common is rapping about the criminal elements in a way that's believable that, that that's not that, i don't know if that's true because i let's think t- we're debating uh, you know, again, let's that, go yeah. i'm down though i'm down i think because i think as well it's sort of like i think you're picking a specific point to focus on and i understand because that's the, that's the topic and the theme we're on but i think you know i think when you look at if we were going to do a comparison of jay-z and king von as artists i mean that'd be really in- bear in mind like you can tell I'm, I'm obsessed like i love this shit like that's so interesting like because i think when it comes to jay-z Look, as far as as far as I know, okay, Jay-Z has never killed anybody, right? The story is he shot his brother at age 12. His brother was apparently, you know, on a lot of drugs, causing problems for the family, stealing. He was the 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 story of Jay-Z shooting his brother when he was 12 was was a really interesting story of this young dude who essentially had to boss up at 12 and become the defender of his family, which is a which is a crazy story, which I guess in a way is does bear similarities to King Von because I think the situation with King Von is you know, especially at the early stages when uh, we can get into this as a separate debate. But like, you know, if you believe that King Von did kill people, as he said in his lyrics and his tweets, you know, I think when that begun, that was a kill to survive situation. I think Von was defending himself. He was defending his life. He was defending his family's life. And I suppose that's that's what Jay-Z was doing in that situation where he these had to are the circumstances now, for our culture. This is what I'm trying to tell you. This ain't music. This is an element of our culture that involves at a lot of times a criminal aspect to it. Right. And we just so happen to be some of us so happen to be so dope. Mm. We can rap about it, you know, but that particular part of it seems to what draws you in, because the way Jay-Z raps is nothing like the way King Von raps. Yet Mm. you are obsessed with both of them. Go ahead. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Because bear in mind, this is such a this is really interesting. I love it. I love this. So. I think what's really interesting, and I kind of touched on this in my video, is that you're right. You've got these two guys, Jay-Z and King Von, that essentially they both grew up in really difficult environments. You've got the Marcy Projects in New York. You've got O-Block in Chicago, Parkway Gardens, right? They were both in these situations where they essentially had to fight for their survival. And at some point in both of their lives, they realized and they decided, you know what? Instead of this life of crime, at least in Jay-Z's case, you know, his thing was he was a drug dealer. A lot of his early raps, Reasonable Doubt, Dead Presidents. It's kind of drug dealer mafioso rap. You know, drill music had, hadn't even right. been invented yet, right? But the reason I look up to Jay-Z so much, and I would, you know, I'd say I'm obsessed with him because he he ch- he made a change. And he, he said, I'm going to get out of the streets. I'm going to become a rapper. I'm going to get into the industry. And I'm going to kind of become this businessman. And he got the hell away from all of that kind of the, the drug dealing in the streets. He made himself a success through his music and became a millionaire. And I think what's really interesting is like when you contrast that with King Von, and I think we'll get into this, but this is why I find King Von as 
you know, it, just to be completely honest, I don't think King Von is necessarily someone to look up to because I think that you've got someone like Jay-Z where he, he beat the odds and he broke the cycle and he got out of that situation, became a millionaire, focused on his business, built billion-dollar businesses, became very corporate. Whereas I think if you contrast that with Von, Von got out of the streets, became a millionaire, but it would seem, based on the research that I did, that Von simply was more interested in the beef he wanted to keep that's funding the wrong. street war. He wanted to arrange so that's, hits. That's what that's, I would that's disagree I with it. you. Because from outside of our culture, you cannot speak to what he was interested in. You see? Sometimes, I, I want he, you to know this, brother, from, okay. from, from Loom, right? And we're debating. So I want you to say whatever you want to say so we can have a conversation in an open, in an open way. But I'm telling you, King Von wasn't as rich as probably you think he was to be able to get out of that situation. The rappers, what I don't think you've picked up along all your research of hip hop in our culture is that most rap shit in the culture, it, they con men. They playing con man. They confidence man. Right. Whatever they they just got to sell it. They got to be able to sell it to the consumer. I don't I don't think that somebody like King Von, Jay-Z, I don't think they're the same. I believe that, again, the only thing that they have in common is the criminal element that they both had to face because our culture provides that to us. Even rapping. Just think about the rap style. Totally different. Think about the beat selection. Totally different. Think about where they come from. Totally different. The, the accent. Totally different. Jay-Z, like you said, was it, he, as soon as he had an opportunity because he was old when he got his money, he was 28 when he got his deal or something. So he was already an established man. King Von is a young man that's still kind of hooked to this shit that they done start calling Chirac. This shit is a mess up here, homie. This shit is something you can't just check out of this. This ain't, that's what I'm saying. This ain't, you don't just turn this game off. This ain't something King Von just can walk away from. Right? He don't got the money Dirk had, I mean, in my opinion. He don't have the money Dirk had, and I know because I know what it take to get from that. The resources he would have needed to get from that place, I don't think he had yet. But let's not move too far into that. Let's go back to the, what is the, the, um, the, the, the parallel things between King Von and Jay-Z that draws Trap Lord Ross to being somewhat obsessed with both of those guys outside of if if it's the criminal element i need you to acknowledge that and understand that oh shit oh shit it ain't the hip-hop it ain't really the music shit i'm starting to glorify a culture that i don't participate in because if you are breaking the deals down if you are breaking you know, Joe Budden broke up. You, uh, 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 Frank Ocean, $20 million finagle, or Jay-Z even shot his brother. Like, that's even something that's... But when do you get to this place? You see what I'm saying? But let's focus on Jay-Z and King Von. I'm so obsessed with that conversation. Let's stay there for just a second. Uh, look, I'll be honest. I, just, I do kind of disagree with what you just said because I think, firstly, King Von... I personally think King Von did have the money. He bought his mother a house out outside of the city and bear in mind i feel like everything you just said the king von he couldn't have possibly got away why how comes chief, chief keith got away chief, chief keith, keith had real hits man and he was rich a long time you ain't give von, von no, was having you hits. give him the time hits. these hits nowadays need time to stream well they need time bro 
You know they need time. This shit, this shit for it to get a lot of streams. That shit, it needs time for these guys to get this money and see this money. King Von wasn't in that situation, bro. Chief Keith, even Von, if Von we look Von. at Chief Keith and King Von financially, we talking Chief Keith got on when Kanye West was rolling through really active in music. That's a long time. Yeah, but 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 nah, this this and Von Von stayed independent and he tweeted that he was turning down multi million dollar deals. Don't tell me about deals. tweets, so he bro. He could have taken a multi million dollar deal See, anytime. This... And Chief Keith signed a bad label deal, so Chief Keith was kind of down on no. where King Von was. No, I, no, that's no, the way no, I no. I that's not it. true. Chief Keith had hits. He's been a part of producing. He's been a part of too much, bro. He's been a part of too much. King Von didn't even get a chance to get all his features going. He didn't get a chance to really get his feet under him, bro. I ain't talking about the little features like with rap niggas I just run into on tour. I'm talking about he didn't get a chance to really plant, to really, really, really get a good run at the music. Him and Chief Keith financially, that's not a good conversation. Dirk and Chief Keith, Dirk is smothering Keith. But as far as King Von, he didn't have enough money to run away and just check out the game. He didn't have that kind of money. And you're talking to me about tweets, and it's almost disrespectful, but I'm a content creator, so I know I got to deal with this, right? It's cool. I accept it. But, bro, I'm telling you from experience, I had to come out the trenches, my nigga. I come out of this. These niggas don't have the money you think they have, and I'm the nigga they used to come borrow from. They don't have what you think they have, brother. They con men. That's what you ain't. For you to have studied our culture all this time and not know rappers are lying on the mic or not know that rappers are tweeting bullshit. A lot of them don't know their business. A lot of them in bad deals. These rap dudes are not what they portray to be. But I understand it. When you that far away, you have no clue. So you're, you're saying Vaughn and Jay-Z, it's all cap. No, Jay-Z, no, what do you mean? It's not all cap. I'm saying the amount of money that Vaughn needed to be in a situation to check out the game. A game that I mean, has he, been a game that's been developed in a city in America, one of the most one of the power the, the powerful country in the world called Chirac, because it resembles war. Young men being killed. For him to check out of that game, for him to check out of that game, he need a certain amount of money, my brother. How much? I don't know. It depends on his family. It depends on how many kids he got. You know what I'm saying? Then it depends on his information, what information he got. Because maybe he had enough money for a nigga with some information. But a young nigga with no information might need a $20 million plate to feel like I can really leave from around here because he don't know no better. And dude, trust what I'm telling you. Dude didn't get enough leg room, man. He didn't get to live with those hits long enough to really get to see the money that you probably thinking he had. And turning down a multi-million dollar deal says nothing to loan because it's about the terms, not the money. Anytime you get into this business, you learn that it's never about the money. It's always about the terms. So they may have gave him a multi-million dollar deal to own all this shit. And he's like, no, that don't make sense. Right. So, again, that's that's my opinion. He, I mean, listen, he allegedly had $100,000 to spend on getting his enemies assassinated. You think that's some allegedly. money? Uh, listen, if he's got the money to arrange hits after he's already a millionaire, I feel like he, he has the money right, to get out of that the, situation. Let me play in the what we're talking saying. about. Von, we're just talking about Von, though. Right. I, I'm not trying to make a blanket statement no, about no. the whole community. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let, me play, let me play into what you're saying as if I'm King Von. 
And of course, this is alleged. I don't believe this stuff to be true. Anytime I'm speaking to a we'll, white we'll, man, we'll go into that next. We'll anytime I'm next. speaking to a white man, ain't nobody killed nobody. Nobody ever killed nobody when I'm speaking to a white man. You hear me? So we can answer that. But I want you to know about the King Von thing. I'm a, let me play into what you're saying that he spent the honey K. That ain't no money, family. Nigga, a honey K. For me, if if I gotta knock a few people off to 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 feel safe around here, because see that's that's the thing that I think again you're not paying attention to, right? Once they mark me, it's almost like in one of these video games they got a bounty on me. If I could take care of somebody that got the bounty on me, that might send a message to calm everything down. So some of what I do may be out of safety, but I don't even believe half of the shit that's been reported to the internet. I don't believe that. I don't believe so. You can't. We can move on because you can't answer the, the. I can. I got. I got hello. But you can't answer the what? What similarities do Jay Z and King Von have? I answered that already. They both came out of difficult environments. Marcy so it is the criminal. Block. It ain't the rapping. No, 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 no. So I didn't say anything about criminality. I said they came out of difficult environments where they were difficulty causes you to be in criminal activity. I didn't say that. I'm saying that because I grew up in difficulty. That's why I want you to. Okay. You, you're talking to a member. You're not talking to a content guy. You talk. I'm a member. So I'm telling you, in, if I grew up in difficulty, I got to deal with criminal activity to get out of difficulty. That's part of what I have to do. So those two gentlemen did that. What about the music do they have in common that draws you to like those two individuals? Seeing that you cited Jay-Z shot his mm. brother at 12. That was one of your first stories. And King Von beef and his shit is you've, you've been uh, attached to that for a while. Help me understand the similarities. Well, that's the thing. I, I think I did kind of touch on this, but I'll kind of go go at it again from another angle, which is, you know, the thing that really attracted me to, to I guess, to Jay-Z and a lot of other artists is that. Can we, story, like, can we do them together? Say the similar. Can we can we because you'll you'll get me over they are this different Jay -Z artists, thing. Like, they are di they are different artists, different people. And they're from a different era. Right. But similarities, what draws you to. Yeah. Right. If you like Jay-Z, see, the more you like of this, the less you like of that. Right. If I'm in love with Jay-Z music. Oh my God, I love how Jay-Z just, his style, his flow, his like, and then the next person that I love is King Von is like, all right, what's the similarities there? Music wise. I think, I think that's kind of like a, of a sort of, you're creating like a sort of false fallacy because I love King Von and his, well, I love King Von's music. I love Jay-Z's music. I love Lil Yachty. I love Yeet. You know, there's, there's, there's future songs that I Yeet like. story, a Yachty story. I see. I got a couple of Yachty stories. I got Yachty. Okay, okay. I haven't seen. I haven't it. done Yeet. I might do Yeet soon. I might Great. do Yeet soon. So, but but, um, but I'm saying, music wise, can we get any clear, distinguishable? What are the? I feel like I've given my answer, but you're not accepting. Okay, it. let's like, move on. Like because say, maybe, maybe, maybe the people will say, "Hey, I got the answer," because I, I don't hear it. I'm not hearing hip hop when you say when well, they come from a different, you know, the, the adversity. Well, okay, let me, let me, let me just try and add a little bit more to that because I think, I think maybe I need to just communicate a little bit more context because I think it, they both come from these difficult environments. And if you let me just, if I get to the next stage, their music, Von's music and jay-z's music and hell lil dirk's music too the, these artists that i'm really into the music gives you a window into that environment i didn't grow up in o block i've never been to the marcy projects i you know maybe one day who knows but 
listening to this music, like listening to King Von's music and Jay-Z's music, they're both amazing rappers. Like, say what you want about what Von did in the streets, but when he got on the mic and he started rapping, he was amazing. He told amazing stories, vivid, deep storytelling, which you could definitely say the same thing about Jay-Z. And they would build a picture. There's old Jay-Z songs and there's King Von songs. You, you put on the headphones, you shut your eyes, and you listen to that description of roaches on the walls. You know what I'm saying? People... I don't know, people fighting outside outside the front door in Marcy or whatever. And he paints a picture and you... Uh, look, I, I haven't been there. I can't say I know what it's like, but I would listen to jay Z songs and King Von songs and it gives me a window, like an insight into this lifestyle that these guys are living. And it's those stories, those pieces of art that they've made, which is a talent, a skill. Like Von was a talented artist. He was able to paint a picture of Oblock so that someone like me that had never been there would it maybe get you know a, a small percentage of understanding of what it's like like what he went through in his story and both jay-z and king von through i think painting these pictures of the experiences that they had been through that talent was rewarded by the music industry and they both became very successful now we disagree on how successful von became and you know that's that's fine but i think that's the thing i just want to communicate is it's it's the storytelling and the artistry that i think puts them together because let's be real like no disrespect to anybody, but the artistry of, say, a King Von and a Rondo number nine, it's on a different level. The way King Von told the story and painted a picture is above damn near 95% of Chicago rappers full stop. Right, right? Von was a legend because of how good his art was. I, so I know, I know my, some people going to say, Lone, his hip-hop card has to be revoked at this point. He's comparing Jay-Z music to King Von's music. This is, I mean, can you tell me any similarities between drill music and drug dealer music? Like these, this is not a comparison, bro. In my opinion, and I'm saying from, I'm a hip hop baby. So I gotta, I gotta put my side out. Like that's your side. You feel as though some, some, some storytelling that King Von is doing, you know, um, aligns with what Jay-Z did. When I say Jay-Z did drug dealer rap, he did struggle drug dealer rap and King Von is doing drill music. I don't see any. But that's a struggle. Drills, you know, the, the drill music is about a struggle. Bear in mind, drill music, drill music developed over like, you know, 10, 15 years after the kind of mafiosa rap. Because you've got someone like Jay-Z, right? Jay-Z's music influenced a new generation of people like, let's say, I don't know, Rick Ross, who, you know, I know you're saying a lot of rappers are phony. I don't I'm not going to say the they're phony. I say they exaggerate. They're con men. Not phony. They just exaggerate. But Rick Ross is probably a perfect example of that, as they say he was a corrections officer, but then he's he's on the mic talking about he's selling 100 kilos of coke, right? So he's a good example of that. Whereas I think Jay-Z is more authentic, but regardless, you've you got someone like Jay-Z and that, that form of like mafiosa gangster rap is sort of evolving. And then you have people like Rick Ross emerging. But that involved into of, Rick Ross. That didn't involve into yeah. King Von. What King Von no, no, was was the involvement of a Chief Keef. Yeah, right. So Chief again, Keith, this is what. But I'm, bear in mind, these are not fruit. Hip hop has fruit off trees, right? There's fruit off, and you say you study hip hop, so you you should know that. Like when you look at the Jay Z thing, you see a Ross, you see a Meek, you see this is the the fruit off of that Jay tree. What King Von landed had nothing to do with that with with the drug dealer mafioso style rapping shit. Right. That's no, but the opinion. thing that bridges them together, I would say the thing that bridges those two genres of music together is trap music. I'm talking like 2006 Atlanta, like Gucci Mane, because tr the whole trap music era of like Gucci Mane, 
um you know what i'm saying all of his different trap music type things even like ti the sort of like trunk like rubber band man that was all about drug dealing but i think over time this this atlanta wave of trap where you had like gucci main catching a murder case and then he's jumping on songs talking about go dig your partner up i think trap music over time became quite violent but that was born out of sort of drug dealer rap then it was you had people like ti gucci main talking about we're trapping in atlanta at the texaco gucci man, and then that I think genre gucci of music man was, was alone violent. right gucci man was alone in that trap music was nah, rolling man who else he was, was he, who he, else was like really dissing doing something? He kind of started the wave. He really didn't nobody else was really doing that in the South. You had Tip doing drug dealer rap. You had Jeezy drug dealer rap. Ross drug dealer rap. Um everybody just was was kind of rap or they were dancing. Nobody else was doing the diss shit. The diss shit. Nope. Go ahead. But but that's what I'm trying to say is that like I, in my opinion You know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Opinion. This is just me. This is just I'm just cooking right. air off the top of my head, right? right? right. I, me too. I, me if, too. If I'm yeah, wrong, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, it's a good conversation, but I think I personally think if I was just going to give my honest opinion, I think it was it was trap music that came from the kind of gangster rap, mafioso rap, where you had people like Ti, Jeezy, then the Jeezy Gucci beef escalated into violence, and then I think trap music became slightly more violent. But then it was like Chief Keef came out. You're talking like 2010 in Chicago. But he he was already he was not the original first person to do drill. Like you had a guy in Pac Man, uh, sorry, you had a guy in Chicago called Pac Man that was creating what was called drill music, and that was like heavily Atlanta inspired to begin with. Because a lot of these early Chief Keef beats, they're kind of like they're kind of like really sort of hard, sort of uh, like reformulated versions of trap. Yeah, beats, because like the South run the game. Beats. You got to tap into the South to be effective. Right, we got all the ears. But that, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. I so think, I think you're you talking about like... the beats. I'm talking about the content. So the content. Yeah, yeah. When, when you dealt with the the Gucci man, he stood on a mountain alone dissing. He was dissing because that beef did mm. uh, allegedly turn into something. So he was dissing. Nobody mm. else was dissing. Right now. But but when this is the thing though, it's like when Chief Keith first came out. The music wasn't necessarily all about dissing. And this I think this goes back to what I was saying about why Vaughn, I think, is a good artist. Because I think the same reason why Chief Keef was such a good artist is when he came out in like 2010, he's dropping songs like Three Hana or like I Don't Like. Those those beats, you know, we're talking like young chop beats that are kind of they're quite Atlanta focused, but then they're sort of like they've got their own a completely unique original flavor. And those songs originally like Chief Keef at the start. He was repping his crew, but he was never dissing. The whole smoking Tuka thing, that didn't come until a couple years later, yeah, right? Yeah, but so they were drilling, that right? Genre when, got more they're talking about drilling, like, see, in the South, again, it was drug dealer rap. It was, you know, got a billion 24s. Yeah, you know, it, it was that. Up there, it was looking for them niggas with the heater. What them niggas, it was, it was like I'm hunting, I'm outside, I'm with the shit. That's... That's you. You talking about beats? I'm talking about content. Content, right? But, but that. that I, but that's the thing. I think I'm trying to talk about it holistically. But I think both things influence each other. But I think you're right. You know, when Chief Keith was first picking up steam, he wasn't drug dealing. He wasn't making money. He wasn't yes, riding in a Bentley on the block. They like, were just, you know, they were just sitting around saying that they a, don't like the op, yeah, basically. It's but, like. That's the thing. But he was the originator. That's the thing. I think it's important to remember. I think the beats were influenced by Atlanta. And it's sort of like 2006 Atlanta era, trap era. That was the biggest thing. Chief Keith kind of came along. He took elements of that. He put his no spin on it. It's all Chicago. It's all about violence because he's growing up in that environment. And then over time, Chicago Drill became the biggest thing going. And it got more and more violent. But Chief Keith's earliest songs, they're not all about dissing and drilling. A lot of it's just sort of about, you know, we're on the block, we're smoking, like giving people a, a um, what's the word, like a window See, into what, the environment. What I was like hearing, we're up in what I was hearing is like, I don't like and all of that shit was a, a bunch of young niggas with guns. They had never seen no shit like this. 
This had never, mm. nigga, we, mm. what? Bunch of niggas with AKs and SKs and videos talking about they, we looking for them niggas better not come over here with that bullshit. That's what, that's, that's the fruit that King Von came up under, mm. right? I'm telling mm. you that that's something totally different than what was happening in the South. We will show you the big cars. We'll try to show you the house mm. that ain't ours, the Bugatti that ain't ours, the Bentley that mm. ain't ours, somebody necklaces that ain't ours. We, we the, you know, we trying to make you bite into it. Up there, them young niggas look dirty with them choppers. But the thing is, you know, I think all of these different eras of hip hop over the years have influenced the next. And then even between that, you know, between the sort of like trap Atlanta wave and the Chicago drill wave, then you've got people like, you know, th there's been a whole long history of a lot of music coming out of like Louisiana, New Orleans, you know, the cash money, Lil Wayne stuff, which that was a really interesting era because that was more like the bling era, cash money. It was all about showing off diamonds, yes. cars, the Bentleys. But then there was also a little bit of an undertone of violence of, you know, this creating uh painting a picture of this environment the magnolia projects you know culture bodies dropping not violence in, in, culture in you Orleans. view it as violence from the outside no, but in, in, it's culture from the fine, inside fine. right i sure no I, yeah. I agree but that that's the content of the music and i'm only saying that i'm only pinpointing that violence as to say that came before we had someone like chief keith i don't think chief keith was the first person to ever yes, think I'm going to hop on a song and say I'm going to no, shoot No, 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 but blatantly ARs, AKs in the video, Bet Knock, that was the first time this yeah. was ever seen. That, yeah. that changed yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago. That whole wave right yeah. there changed Chicago, and Vaughn them was under that. They come up under the world that that shit was created in. Down south, that mm. wasn't happening yet. Now it's happening. Now our young niggas got the... I'm telling you what I know. See, you... Oh, I, and that's what I'm saying, bro. You and the... I'm telling you... I'm a member of this. I'm telling you what 100% I know in the South. We was not rocking like that. When them young niggas done that, it turned our young niggas up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I agree. I agree. And I think something that I want to say that's really interesting that maybe people miss. Look, you can tell I'm no gang-banging dude. But at the same time, when I moved back to London, I didn't have a lot of money. I lived in an area that was kind of rough and essentially before my YouTube channel really took off and went anywhere, I actually became, you know, you, you used the word earlier obsessed. Maybe that's the right word. Maybe that's the wrong word. But I was living in a in a in a hood, let's say. Right. I was living in a in a block that was affiliated with a very well-known group of drill rappers in London called 410. Right. I was living in their area and beginning to learn about all the music and the stuff that was going on in the area. Like these guys have a music video that they filmed like in front of my in the building that I lived in, right? So I was sort of f living in London and experiencing, and bear in mind, all of the London UK drill originally, it was heavily influenced by Chicago drill. So bear in mind, we don't have guns as much in the UK, but we've got guys with music videos where they're holding knives and machetes at the camera. It's the whole gang in balaclavas putting all of that stuff into their music. And there were a lot of murders in the area that I was living in. And, you know, I would go and sort of see the crime scene and then go and hear about the song that was talking about the, the murder that had happened in my area in London. But a lot of that stuff was influenced by Chicago. And I, what I'm trying to say is that I actually agree with what you're saying. I'm not saying I was involved, but I, when I moved back to London, I was living in an area where this kind That's of drill music wave so was taking influence. And, and that was something that to me that was like, it was very interesting it was very it really made me reflect on the influence of chicago drill because if you don't know too much about the uk drill scene it's so heavily influenced by chicago and you've got a lot of these young guys in the uk in london running around with knives trying to do 
the Chicago thing. They want to get known and for see, killing their ops rapping about it. Well, at least for over here, again, see, I have respect for culture, so I can't say why they doing it. But over here, I know that it's a fight to get out this shit. So if it if they think that I get turned up, if I'm a real one, if that's what get me turned up, is that I I stick by what I say, then they gonna do that. You see, and and mm-hmm. they lost they lost in that, right? Let's talk about yeah. um, cause we'll we'll move on from the Jay Z yeah. and and sure, uh, yeah. King Von thing. Let's speak about when you got to a place to make the the King Von documentary. What mm-hmm. made you name King Von a serial killer? Yeah, so I had uh, I had covered uh, King Von when he was still alive. So I did three videos about Von. And uh, in one of those videos, you know, I mentioned the whole situation with KI where, you know, he had a, had years of history beefing with this girl on Twitter, you know, saying that he wanted to kill her, saying that he was trying to catch her, saying that he'd beaten her up. You know, whether or not you want to believe the stuff that's said on Twitter is real. You know, A&E made a documentary about King Von and KI and, and you know, he was in the documentary talking about their beef. And, um, you know, I covered that story whilst King Von was still alive. And that was actually before the Chicago police had come out and said that, you know, they believed that he was the the culprit in that case. So I had covered King Von and, and you know, I it's in my No Jumper interview with Adam 22. But essentially, you know, this was when Von was alive and, and Von and his crew pressed me. You know, they got in touch and they were going to take my channel down. Uh, they did three copyright strikes on my channel. They said my my videos had songs in them, Von songs, which they didn't. And they were going to take the channel down. And, you know, they got in touch with me and they basically said to me. Was this after the documentary we'll or before? This is the earlier stories. This is 2020. Okay. Yeah, when Vaughn's okay. alive. Yeah, because he, he was like tweet, tweeting around about right. this stuff. But uh, they, they basically said to me, like, if you go in the channel dashboard and edit out any of the mentions of this girl, we'll let you have your channel back, basically. And I I was kind of shook. I was like, OK, I'll do it. I did it. They let me have my channel back. I was like, I'm not going to talk on Vaughn again. Shit got too real, to be honest. But the weird thing that I found is that, you know, as time went on, I'm not covering Von anymore, but his star continues to rise. He gets more and more famous. He's billboard charting. You know, he's he's performing huge venues. He's catching this case with Lil Durk. And and so time keeps going on and more and more Von lyrics are coming out. And like like we said earlier, you know, I would say that I, I did become obsessed with Von as, as an artist. I became obsessed with his music. Anytime Von dropped a you, song you, or a feature, you, you know, you say that like is, is you do know that's not healthy, though. Upset. Uh, listen, obsession I, is not healthy. Think, trap. I, I agree. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's normal to make a three and a half of hour video about sure. anything. So I'm. Okay. A, I'm a weirdo. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll ta- I'll so, take that. That's I'll, legit. I'll take that. You. You're a gangster. For, you you keeping it gangster. It's not normal, bro. I'm not. I'm not a normal dude. So that is what it is. But um, as time was going on, you know, I was seeing more and more Von songs come out. And, and let's be real. Like whether or not you believe Von did anything or did the things he said. He was dropping, he dropped like five or six songs where he said, I have seven bodies. You know, there's the, I think it's the Audio Mac freestyle. He says, let's talk about bodies. I got several. And then in the ad libs, he's saying, I got seven. He's got that other song where he says, uh, let's talk bodies. I got a few, uh, three plus four. Uh, what does he say? Three, uh, four plus three, three plus two. He, he, counting his bodies. He's got another lyric where he says, um, he's talking about, I don't want to say the word, but it's uh, a word beginning with D that's used to refer to lesbian mm. women. But he's saying, you know, I shoot everybody in the N words and the D words in this bitch saying he shoots women. And over time, because I'd already done research into Von's story and got in trouble for it, I was kind of thinking, like, I can't believe he is still out here saying this stuff, saying more stuff. 
and just like you know, I was watching it thinking any any day now this guy's going to catch the Rico and get arrested, surely. And that's just as a as a fan. And so I was honestly a big fan of Von's music. You know, it was it was heartbreaking to find out that he, that he died. You know, when he passed away, that yeah, was very R. unexpected. R. Von. Was Hold on, man. Do yeah. you believe everything that rappers rap about? I don't believe everything rappers rap about. So you do believe about. that I there's do... some some room for lies, for lack of a better term, for Absolutely. exaggeration in raps? Absolutely. And, you know, we spoke a minute ago about Rick Ross. You know, Rick Ross was one of these artists where it sort of was an open secret that he was embellishing his past. But here's the thing that I think I find really frustrating about the bad reaction to my Von video. When Von was alive, all anyone wanted to talk about was Von is the realist. Von really about what he says. Von the realist. Von really did this shit. And so for everybody to kind of come out now after I've analyzed his lyrics and say it's all cap, it just to me seems really disingenuous. Because the whole that. point, the whole appeal was that Von right, was real. Let me, let me answer that. Real in comparison, right? A lot of the rap shit's so fake. If he 20% of, if he 10% of what he was saying, he really see that again. It's off. It's it's the it's it's the you you really don't know what you're looking at, right? You you get you you hearing it, but you don't know what the 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 backdrop is. I would say that it's an in comparison. When I say I'm the richest nigga in the room, that's right. Into baby walk in the room, I'm talking to my dogs. I'm the richest around this motherfucker. To the baby show up, he the richest. To P show up, he the richest. To J show up. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's an in comparison to so people who know rappers who have been engaged with rappers have found themselves engaged with Vaughn and said, oh, he he a little different than he rap niggas. These rap niggas. Cause when you get behind the scenes somewhere, you probably never haven't been yet, right? Because your journalistic um the way you do your thing could get you some places. You might not have been there yet, but once you get behind the scenes and get to see, oh shit. Right. And not that all these rappers are fake. I want you to know that they are not running criminal enterprises. They don't have a lot of these guys were not the biggest dope boy, even in their own neighborhoods. So for even Vaughn to be a shot caller where he come from, it's just a he, he different than he rap niggas because he rap niggas come up under somebody most time. Right. So I think because Vaughn came in with a little bit of rep on this belt, whether that's as much as you believe it to be or as little as other people believe it to be just having some in comparison to most rappers places him as amongst the realest in the game i i, I get what you're saying i do agree with you. you know there's there's different levels of realness and and you know there's people supposedly with with more bodies than von like you say you know von's not the biggest bodies that's ever shit. been alleged i know you here. i hate this. no but that's 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 yeah, the go, topic go that's the topic like and you know, I appreciate what you're saying, and there is a spectrum of realness when it comes to rap. You know, you got your Rick Ross, you got your little babies, you got your King Von, you got your Take A's, okay? And so there is a spectrum, but come on, man, you can't tell me that when King Von was alive, people were saying he was 20% real. The whole appeal, the it's whole marketing real. package That's... for King Von was that, that Von was 100% the realest out. That's what everyone yeah, said, but, come on. But again, you guys from outside the culture, your scales are off. When people are saying he's 100% real, he's real, what they're saying is in comparison to the rappers. 
He's not the really street dude. He's not the biggest killer in the world. None of that shit. And we don't talk about killings. I even hate talking about that kind of shit, right? But but Vaughn did. Vaughn loved yeah, talking about killers. But again, I believe Vaughn to be an artist. I believe Vaughn to be painting some picture from where he come from. I believe the circumstances around Vaughn, what he saw was that detrimental to his vision. You know, I believe his mouth to be... Uh, uh, just a portal from what his mind have seen. That's what I believe. I don't know that him had been doing all of that, bro, without any conviction of those things. That's me. That's me being in the trenches. You ain't never been to the trenches. And I'm trying to get you to understand that when they say that King Von is one of the realest or he the realest in the game, these rap dudes do as flawless shit as to give you their phone number and then don't answer the text. You know, these rap... I'm that's, what I'm telling you. They, the same, they, they putting it. They not talking the criminal element that I believe you to be talking about. Now here's another element to it. I want you to understand. Most of these guys broke, so when they go do say cheese TV interviews and Cam Capone interview, they need that check. The Vlad, they need that check. I'm gonna say what need to be said to be booked. I need to be booked. I'm trying to pay my bills. Now I ain't putting no whole bunch of. You know, I'm going to put a little something on it. I ain't going to, but I'm going to say what need to be said to, for him to bring me back and we build on this. You know what I'm saying? So I need you to understand that everything ain't with no convictions. I'm I'm curious as to how you got to a place where you were able to put all this together and call this guy a serial killer. When you went from making content to giving niggas diagnosis. See, so here's the thing, right? I feel like this is where we're going to get into it because I think... I just think it's so wrong and disingenuous for all of these people to come out and you know, essentially gaslight the victims of Vaughn and act as if these murders never happened. Because you've got at least seven people who are dead and Vaughn, sure, he wasn't convicted. This is the funny thing. People keep saying, oh, the Malcolm Stuckey murder, Vaughn was put on trial, he was never convicted. Fine, but he said he killed the witness. And, you know, there's a certain, to a certain degree, if somebody doesn't get convicted of a crime, that's one thing. But if they're saying, I got away with it because I killed the witness, I think at a certain point, you, you just have to say, okay, there, there's more to this than just were they convicted or not. Because Vaughn's on a bunch of songs saying he killed seven people. You He's can't call these people you know, Vaughn victims without any conviction. How can you, you do that? You, you can because I think there's more ways okay, of give proving me whether or not something happened. And bear in mind, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not trying to convict Vaughn. Well, that's exactly what you're doing, Trap, when you're saying so his I'm, victims, I'm, I'm you're convicting, convicting them. I'm proving I'm proving his own lyrics. He's on a song saying I've got I've got seven bodies, and I'm saying, well, who are they? Let me look into it. And I've looked into it. I found no, them. You, you, you and think I'm saying, you found them? He never named he's tweeted, anyone. He's tweeting. He never named he's anyone. Tweeted, yes, he did. He's he's always saying all these different people that he was smoking on. Like, and he he did like he's on Twitter talking about who made who made Crack World, and a guy called Crack got killed days before and he's well that's chicago like culture that's another that's another poison that's in the water in chicago they do that kind of shit like i can tell you right now that they got people that's on rico uh charges and shit because they on the phone saying shit that ain't true you know they on the phone flexing to their homeboy man i just man i've been doing good today i made 100 racks today boy that shit is being you but that's no, not wrong no, Vaughn was the realist. Was he a realist? He Vaughn never, was if the he realist. was so if real, if Vaughn was if alive, was, hey, if Vaughn was alive, then you were calling him no, cap. Take he him would, at his would, word, would, though. You know what I'm take saying? How Vaughn would he react at his word? A lot of those clips you cut out, right? A lot of those clips when he what was clips? talking, when he might say, "How many bodies I got? How many bodies I got, y'all? How many bodies he said, I got?" On, <laughs> on, he swore hey, look, look, on O.D. Hey, Perry's life. 
He saw listen, on O.D. Perry's life, he got this more than five This is what he's doing. Bodies. I want you to from that. I want you to look at what you are pulling from what he's doing, and I want you to say what's disingenuous. Yo, how many bodies I got? Look, y'all. Look, they said I got. Look, they put five, six. They put. The, the buffer said I got sell. They, ding, ding, ding. They right. I got sell. I got. Nah, I'm just playing. You cut out the nah. I'm just playing. That's not what he, he said. said. That's so, not what he, he said. He said on O. He said on O. D. Perry's life. I got more. I'm than talking five about in a lot of those clips. He would say, "I'm just bullshitting. I'm just playing. I'm just playing." You would take that out the clip. You would just take the front part when he would say, "Nigga, I got four bodies. They better quit playing with us." And he might say, "I'm just playing." In that same clip, you ignore that. But yet you taking him at his he word. Swore on his, he's, he's, he swore on his closest homie's life that he got more than five bodies. Like what that don't mean nothing, bro. You don't hear, listen, it? and I ain't talking about Vaughn. If you swore, talk, if you swore li- on your closest me, homie's brother. life, would, was that Have you ever sworn on somebody's life? Who? Yes. You ever my had mother? somebody die that you swore on their life, like in the field, in, the, in in some kind of street war or something like that? You ever did that? No, All right, I so I, I want you to check out of this one because you ain't never done this one. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I feel like... um. If if we take a step back, right, I think there's just something important that I really want to communicate, which is it's like, I, un- I understand where you're coming from. And I think you're rightfully trying to give me an education on how you see this with your cultural perspective. And I, I do respect that. But I also think that it's important for, for you to see things from maybe an outsider perspective and say, if a guy is running around saying he killed seven people and he's got a whole industry behind him saying this guy is the realist, he is no cap. At what point, as a group of people that, that are fans of music, say, look, Von was supposedly the realist. He said he killed seven people. Here's the names of the seven people that died, and he's tweeting, ha-ha, six shots to the face minutes after they died. Uh, at what point can we all just say, look, like, as a community, we've got to put our hands up and say murder is wrong, right? You've got to hold Yeah, whole murder is wrong, and, and I'm not caping for Von because I don't know what he done. I'm telling you, though, that you don't know what he done, and anything said without context can be misunderstood. So he I need, told me. Von told me what he did. No, listen, Von ain't told you nothing. Your obsession told you everything, right? Von listen, ain't man. communicated nothing with you. Your interpretation, you calling these people victims, you diagnosing this man without any convictions or any real evidence based on your understanding of a culture you're not a part of. Here I am, an outstanding member, telling you that it's cap on rap shit. Outstanding member. And you won't listen, accept it. Uh, you all, telling all me that they saying Vaughn is the realest. I agree. Vaughn may be the realest. But compared to these fuck niggas, they not comparing Vaughn to the street, guys. He rapping now. He trying to save his family now. He one of the realest in this game because this game is full of bullshit. A whole bunch so, of people that ain't even from the culture. That's what's wrong with this game now. So, so let's say I accept your argument fully. You know, I, 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 I denounce my opinions. I completely upset your argument. What you're saying to me is that all of Vaughn's lyrics are cap and he never killed anyone. I'm saying that that's your argument. Vaughn is an artist. You're listening to music with millions of dollars of production involved in it. You haven't listened in on an inside conversation or any intimate details with him and his family. You're listening to production, to music. This shit has a marketing budget. So this is creative talk this is something you sh- you should accept if you're not the victim if you're not somebody that had to bury somebody that could have been the reason this situation happened you need to accept this as creativity because you don't know nothing else anything else is assumption 
because you ain't been involved. And if I'm telling you as an outstanding member that the rap shit, it's a lot of room in that. And I ain't calling the rap brothers all cap. I want my rap friends to know. But I'm telling you, the streets is a weird place, homie. The streets is a fucking weird place that you ain't never, ever, ever seen. I'm telling you, for them dudes to survive down there, they had to operate a certain way. I don't see him having enough money to get out of that at that time when he passed away. Again, R.I.P. Vaughn, because, I, you know, we just talking about a man like a man mama ain't involved. And that's what I need you to understand. When you running around without any kind of degree or diploma diagnosing men in a culture you ain't had nothing to do with, what about his mama? We get selfish chasing this shit. What about the seven mothers of the people that he allegedly What are you killed? giving them You're by, what are you giving them by making a YouTube documentary in which you the only one benefit from? They didn't get nothing from that documentary, homie. What, what about what about the millions of dollars Von made making music, making fun of their dead relatives? Why what did, you what, got what, to what do with Von that is that? what I'm saying. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, Tanner, girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.